You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, do your stuff. Yeehaw! Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dave's Corner Garage. Today, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be busy we have got four people here that we're going to be talking to. We'll start with Jonathan Schlue from Car Generator. Jonathan's I was going to say, I can already feel the electricity in the air. Ooh, <laughs> a little good. humor there. That's uh, good. Okay, uh, Jen, we're going to be talking to Terry Lobson from the Classic Car Auction that's coming up on April the 12th. And we're going to give away tickets. So if you're calling in, we'll see that you get a pair of tickets at the Will Call Desk. Christine Mitchell, otherwise known as the Car Lady. You know, due to our policy of not spending any money, we talked this gal into coming in on the show. Uh, Christine is actually in the car industry and does what's called second delivery. Second delivery is you you bought your car. About a month later, they call you back to the dealership, and you talk about what you bought and how it actually works. So it's not like you had one baby, and all of a sudden they said, guess what? You've got a second one now. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is how your baby works. Oh, my God. The food goes in this end, and the diaper goes <laughs> in that end. And then we're going to be talking with Mike Kent, and Mike Kent is with a company called Right Hand Drive. And what he does is he imports vehicles from uh, China, not China, sorry, Japan, uh, England, and Australia. All over the place. Yeah. And wherever the English were, they had right-hand drive cars because mm-hmm. they drove on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> and I thought they did that in Jamaica only because of the... I forgot about Jamaica. Yeah. I thought it was just the ganja and they rode, drove it on the wrong side. You no, know? I think it's for mail routes. I think for the post office. Mod everything the irie. Anyways, we're going to have a great show. It's going to go quick. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Jonathan about a brand new product that he's brought out. Uh, it is trailer season, RV season, and Jonathan has got the HD model it's sitting here on the desk and uh, we'll talk about that alan why don't you just take us out this is dave's corner garage oh. and we're also gonna have do, if you've got a car care question you're welcome to call give us a call with that i got one thing i forgot to tell you go on facebook.com forward slash dave's corner garage and you can see the faces of that pretty voices that yeah. you hear right now we get thousands of hits i can't believe it <laughs> people <laughs> like us they don't even show on your face you know the people like us this is to- dave's corner garage we'll be back right after these messages Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, a jam-packed full of information show. And don't forget, today is, of course, the one-year anniversary of Humboldt Broncos tragedy. So we're asking anybody who's ever played hockey, coached hockey, or you got kids playing hockey, uh, put a stick outside your uh, your front door today and honor these kids because it's a once-in-a-lifetime. Back to Dave. All right. Go ahead, uh, Alan. <laughs> we've, uh, we've got Jonathan Schluin, the creator of the car generator. i got this big, beautiful yellow box in front of me. Now, this is your new model, right? It is. It's our HD model. Stands for heavy duty, of course. Heavy now, duty. car generator for people who are just tuned in and haven't heard about it before is a device. You hook up to your car quickly and you power your furnace. You get your house running in case there is a blackout for some reason. Now, there's been a bigger supply. I mean, uh, you, there's, people need more power, correct? They do. 
They you, do. And you come out with a new one? That's right. So Car Generator was originally developed um, when I ran a tech company. I sold it. We bought an Airstream travel trailer. We mm-hmm. love to travel. And sometimes um, we like to, or a lot of times we like to camp where there is no power. Sometimes the nice campsites don't have power. So I generate, I created this product called a car generator. In a minute, you hook it up to the front of your car and it will provide you power to run your trailer. Even if you have solar panels or lots of batteries, you always need power. So um, our core model is a thousand watts, mm-hmm. which is enough to run, uh, charge your trailer batteries and do things like that. This new model is for people that have dual alternators. Right. Uh, a lot of people that pull RVs that have the, f- the fifth wheels, big trailers, they pull it with big trucks that have dual alternators. So this guy hooks up and you get 2000 watts of power. Also contractors use mm-hmm. this. So construction sites, contractors, Miter compound, miter saws. Um, well, because generally backing up, I mean, with the with the stock unit, there's enough power to power your furnace. Yep. And and some you know small electronic devices. Yeah. But at the same time, you you can't be you know doing construction at home. You you um you can't use your your toaster oven or you yep. shouldn't be anyways. But this is a device that allows you to do that. It gives you that extra power that you're going to need. It does. It's two thousand watts. And what's new about it? as well as it's got a new quick disconnect system on it. So you can see this on our website. If you go to www.cargenerator.com and you click on the Shop Now button, you'll see what the new system looks like. Um, it's a way that you can just have a, a simple plug that's connected to your car, and in a second you just plug Car Generator into it. It's a high amperage plug, mm-hmm. so it does it safely, and you've got power, and that's it. Because in with the stock unit, for the most part, you got what looked like regular jumper cables. Right? That's right. They're booster clamp, booster right. clamp cables. So you pop the hood of your car. You put the yep. the cable, the clamps onto the cables. But this is a permanence uh, connection. Exactly. This is one. For, so in our case, so I just pop the hood, take this little thing. It's in the engine compartment. Just connect it up, and I can get power for as much as time as I like. I know. Uh, so you don't have people going, okay, which which is the red and which is the black? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> and and I and and for some re- in some cars, there is no quick connect underneath the hood to begin with. No. You know, when you look at the battery, for example, in a lot of vehicles, uh, Dodge stuck one in the fender, BMW puts it in the back. A lot of times you pop the hood now, you don't even see where the battery is. I like the idea. Or it's hidden. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's getting, look, it's actually spring today. Oh, I'm going to do a test. I'm going to do a test. You know, you happen to drive a Mercedes SUV. Any idea where the battery is? Uh, I know where the battery is. <laughs> it's a, actually under the What a stupid place. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know why they put them there. My, but. My, my daughter got a hand-me-down, and she said, Dad, uh, it won't start, and I need some help, and, and we had to go find it. I went, seriously. <laughs> well, you know what? It has to do with weight balance. Sometimes they put that stuff in just to balance well, it. you got to find a spot for it, but, but when you have to change warmer. it. You know how long it takes you to change the battery in Mercedes? Yeah, it's true. You got to remove the passenger seat. And Mercedes got a fuse box back there too. I, I guess it's like <laughs> owning a yacht. If you have to ask the price, then you can't afford it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you've it. also come out with a, a another device because as we talked with the stock unit, you you get what's called a furnace plug, right? Yeah. So people that if you don't already have a furnace plug, um, if you don't already have a plug on your furnace, um, we you can buy a plug from us, which is basically a simple single plug and receptacle. Mm-hmm. Now, some people, especially cottage country people, they want a simple way that they can run uh, when the power goes out. They can run their fridge. They can run a couple of lights, a few computers, things like that. Now, now you mentioned that because power goes out up in the country a lot. Uh, it seems to. Okay. And then <laughs> some people spend the ten thousand dollars and mm-hmm. buy. Uh, a big generator, and they use it a couple hours a year. God bless. That's great. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, in our case, you basically just there's a, there's a uh, transfer switch, a car generator transfer switch. Right. It will give you four circuits. You can see it on our website as well, cargenerator.com. You, you just know, switch them over. One thing that I wanted to bring up, I was talking to a guy about generators. Mm-hmm. They vibrate and are noisy. I didn't know that, but these things apparently are small engines, and they're <laughs> right. How does that go again? <laughs> Hang on, you were talking about vibrators earlier. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, uh, we, oh it God. doesn't work with a trailer apparently. <laughs> but speaking, you know, you can but you can provide long-lasting power. <laughs> uh, so apparently, you would know. You would know. I asked a question. I says, "Okay, if there's no room, can you stick it on the wall of a house?" He says, "In a way, it would actually." break off because it vibrates that badly. Yeah, they do. So in a car, it's deadly quiet. It is. It's so quiet. It's more eco-friendly. It's less pollution. Mm -hmm. And it's about the same amount of gas. That's a lot of questions people ask is, how much gas does it use? And it uses about the same amount as between a a small and a medium-sized sedan. That's right. And idling an engine will not hurt the engine. No, right. Besides, if the power was out all night, you wouldn't want to have that generator outside running that whole night. No. No. Um, you know, again, because you'd have the gas tank is only so large. Well, forty hours. Apparently, you can do forty hours on a on a. Yep, fuel. you can run between fifty to seventy hours on a typical wow. tank of gas in your car. Yeah, not not and, not in a portable generator. No, unless it's running on on natural gas. But I saw our neighbor has one which is on natural gas. Yeah, it's not as bright as normal. It's it is actually dull. Yeah, and it's just sitting there. Boom 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 boom. boom. <laughs> and you have to maintain it. That's the other thing about it too. Is I, what I did, I took the wife. We went to a restaurant, and I know I'm not saying the most insane. But the tree, you know, with the spring now, people are going to be starting to get ready for their trailers. Take yeah. them out. This is going to be great for a guy at a campsite. Absolutely. If you if you pull your trailer with a big nice dually or a nice pickup truck that's got dual alternators, this is so perfect for that. Hook it up. Forget about a generator. Even people that have generators actually buy these. They're buying them now because they're like, I don't want to bother with the generator and the gas cans. I think Al's got a dually, don't you? Yeah. Well, this is just sits in the trunk. <laughs> it does. And it doesn't hurt anything. And it's like 15 pounds. Right? This is 15 so pounds. So if something happens, boy, you got power. Yeah. Yeah. And if people go to the website, which is... Uh, www.cargenerator.com. You've got videos there to show you how to hook it up. We do. How it works. Yep. And uh, and all the other devices that we talked about, the converter, the, the furnace connection kit, the car generator transfer station, they can buy all those online? They sure can. If you go to cargenerator.com and click on shop now, you'll see all those different pieces right there. And watch out for the vibrations. Yes, <laughs> they absolutely. Get you. Good vibration. Good vibration. Oh, okay, Beach. Now listen, uh, if you want to watch the show, you can all day today, facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage. Feel free to take a look at it. Listen, and write him maybe with some questions with uh, Jonathan from Car Generator. Dave's Corner Garage with Al Gelman. That'd be me. Mr. Batman, Dave Redinger. That would and be Sebastian him. behind the board. We'll take your calls right after this. Stay with us. And welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're taking your questions throughout the hour. A busy hour with auto, all kinds of automotive content. And we're going to go to uh, Dave with your first guest. Yes. Yes. Uh, every year around this time, uh, the the collector car season starts up, and uh, this one is the Toronto Spring Car Classic. And Terry Lobson is on the phone with us. Terry, good morning. Good morning, fellas. Hey, I was going through your catalog, and I find Crazy. a brand new in the box two thousand and three yeah. Harley Davidson uh, FLHR. Yeah. Tell me what that story is all about. 
Well, it's a, I guess it's like any collectible. I mean, it's worth more if you have the box. I mean, this is un- yeah. more unusual. Um, it's a toy as well, but, you know, uh, as a collectible, I have one in this, this super rare. I, I, you could probably call it a box find. You know, there's barn finds. This is a box find. Mm-hmm. And the fellow that had ordered it right from the dealer said, leave it in the box, and uh, he'll come and get it. And it's been in the box ever since. So it's a really rare opportunity. It's a police edition, too, which is a lot better uh, uh, improved torque, and, and uh, it's got the paint job and stuff. The, uh, the white paint job. So whoever so buys this critical. basically is like buying a bottle of wine. I mean, once you open it, it's yeah. just another Harley Davidson. Yeah, I don't know if the next owner would take it out or not. I don't think so. I think you just put it on the shelf and wait till yeah. it, till it, it cures. Yeah, stick a video camera in there and then just have a monitor or something so you can look at it. Now, you have a lot of motorcycles for sale. I was really impressed. You've got a... Yeah, we, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, we, we don't talk too much about the, what we do every, every show. There's a, always a handful of uh, some two-wheel classics. So there's a uh, really nice a Goldwing in there. There's a Lambretta scooter, which yep. is pretty rare. It came from the Ottawa Police Department. Uh, the, you mean uh, a ticket-writing machine? Yeah, meter meter maid. I think her name was Rita. <laughs> Rita, the meter. She was lovely, actually. Yeah, yeah and, and then there's a, there's an old five uh, Screaming Eagle custom that shoots flames out the back, which is just bizarre. So, so for yes, so for bikers, uh, this is a really great uh, opportunity to come and and uh, see the action. And then there's uh, memorabilia too. There's over 500 pieces of like uh, from uh, life size gorilla to. Uh, Fire hydrants, tin signs, pedal cars, jukeboxes, uh, and then a hundred years of automotive history. Uh, cars from every decade, from uh, nineteen eighteen is the oldest car, Willys mm-hmm. Overland, up to some new uh, modern uh, uh, Shelby's, and you know what? Uh, everything in between. I, when I was a kid, I had an Isetta, but I had yeah. a two door Isetta. I had had a door in the front and had a door in oh. the side. I drove right. that car all the way through high school. They actually picked it up and carried it into the gym. <laughs> oh. And you got one. Good prank. You have yes, one. Yes, we do. Yeah, it's a, it's a 600, so it's a four-wheel drive. That's right. Door in the front, door in the side. Yeah. The, the, yeah. yeah. And that's still considered yeah. what they call a bubble car? Yep. Yeah, bubble car, micro car. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're pretty rare. A lot of fun. They get a lot of looks uh, at car shows. Uh, they're not really... Uh, I think you can get maybe 60 miles an hour out of it, but you get about 90 miles of the gallon. So Now, if wow. people are, are not used to coming to an auction, like, for example, with that car, would they be able to see it run? Uh, well, you know, there's a limit to uh, how much we can run the cars inside the building. Uh, we have people going around checking air quality and stuff. You can't run, you know, if you had that many hundreds of cars, and everybody want to hear them, there'd be a lot of fumes in there. So, uh it's best to uh, you know if they or come early. But it would uh, it would really normally it would normally be declared though if a car is a runner or not, correct? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Definitely. Yeah. But you will hear it. You will hear it run uh, when they drive it on the block. Okay. Now, Terry, yeah. I got an email and asked the question was, what do I need to do to buy a car? What do you need to do? Well, if you have, ask your, your wife, card, basically well, one. <laughs> give you a deposit. Like you can't buy a car. So you need a card. visa number, visa card, or, or yeah, cash. Yeah, and then uh, then you have to square up by the shows uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So by Monday at five p.m. is the cutoff. You have to uh, go to the office. Will still be there, and you have to square up, bring a uh, you know your check or. Uh, 
line of credit or whatever it is you're going to use to finance it and straighten all that up by 5 o'clock on And then uh, you, you either if you're a dealer, you get a plate to drive it away with, or if you're a private individual, uh, you get no, a tow. No, I think that you, ought to, you, you have to make your own arrangements to get the car. So, okay. Uh, you do that through the ministry uh, and uh, whatever they're... So you, they, you uh, supply them with are. the paperwork, they run to the ministry, yeah. and they're yeah. home free. Yeah. And they don't need emission tests anymore. No, yeah, as of April 1st. Uh, yeah. So you know what will happen? The price of the cars will go up. Well, maybe, maybe it will. But it's uh, a lot of the, I think pre, if it's a classic, I think it's pre, was pre-99, was it? I think? Yeah, something I'm like that. Sure yeah. that. Something like that. But anyway, yeah, there's uh, really, it's a great, it's a, it's a show as well as an auction. It's an opportunity to see these cars that you may never see again, but see them up close. And, All right. And, uh, Terry, we got to run. The music's playing. Okay. Uh, listen, it's okay. We give away some tickets. Sure. Alrighty. Anybody that's called in and wants to get a pair of tickets, we'll put them together, and they'll yep. just be at the will call desk. That's yep. it. CCP auction. Yep. Yep. There you go. 13, 14, 15. Make sure that uh, you're around. It's going to yeah, be a great and show. And next week, we'll get a call from one of our sponsors who's there, and that is Lant Insurance. There you have a booth with Thanks. them for years. All right. Yep. Got to run. This is Dave's okay, Corner guys. Garage. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Harry. Bye bye. Springtime, getting ready to get outside, do some camping with your trailer and car generator boosting. All kinds of stuff, information with Jonathan. Back over to you, Dave. Okay, uh, we're going to go to the phones quickly, and we're talking to Stan in St. Catharines. Stan, good morning. You have a problem with struts. I was told I needed the struts on the rear end of my car. Mm-hmm. Now, I have two questions regarding that. How do I know for sure that I need struts at the back mm-hmm. when I had them done in the front? about a year ago, and my second question is, do I need an alignment? I never heard of having an alignment in the rear end. Mm. Yes. Balancing, yes, but alignment? Yes, a lot of vehicles do have adjustments that are you can make in the back. Uh, specifically, toe needs to be adjusted. Um, and t- getting back to your first question, though, um, did you go into the garage complaining that there was some bounciness or you saw some staining on the ground? Well, there was. Uh, there was... Uh, rough riding because of the front. Right. And I know there's quite a difference when they replace the struts in the front end. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering now, uh, um, it made quite a difference in the ride, but I don't know for sure I need it at the back. Well, I, I would ask the guy to point it out to you to, to, to show you why, because normally there's two indicators that would show you why you need struts. Number one is that you do a bump test, which right. is you just press down on the bumper and you look and see how many times the, the back of the car will oscillate. Now, basically, if it goes up and down once and stops, you know, then you're fine. But if it continues to bounce like you're out in the ocean, well, then obviously the strut is bad. Um, the other thing that is an indicator is if it's actually leaking. So if if have the guy fill, lift up the car and show you the strut, you'll see it. It's a big vertical cylinder, you know, just behind each wheel. Uh, look and see if, in fact, it's wet, because if there's one that's wet, then obviously the seal on it's bad, and, and, and it needs to be changed. So you th- change that's how you right? change. Normally you do them in pairs, yeah. Do them in pairs. Mm-hmm. Okay, the question for Jonathan, and you have a new system for plugging into the house. Yes, uh, so the house is basically, it's a new car generator uh, transfer station, we call it. Okay. And that's for your house or your cottage, and that's basically a way that... If you don't want to just run an extension cord inside and run a bunch to different places, this is perfect for people who have a cottage. 
or a house. Mm. Basically, it's a box. It's about uh, 10 inches by 10 inches. It installs beside your electrical panel. And what it does is you can basically plug one cord into that box. And then you can, there's four switches that look like the switches in your electrical panel. You can switch it from grid to your car generator. And it that's needs a fancy way. name, like, you know, current controller. <laughs> no, that's why it's called the transfer station. It's the transfer, transfer, transfer station. station. Transfer station sounds good, too. Luke, yeah. I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> but, tra- but traditionally, yeah, because all you had no- normally was your furnace plug, right? And then that's you'd right. need some kind of splitter from there? Well, that's people always ask, how do I connect this to my house? And the previous answer is always just run an extension cord into your furnace. And that's great if you want to just power your furnace. But People, especially cottagers, want a way that they can just simply switch over the fridge. The power goes out at the cottage. If you don't have power, what are you going to do? You're going to start running, take the boat to the marina to buy bags of ice, bring it back, try to keep the fridge cold. No, you're going to go to the marina to try and get some gasoline, but the power's out. <laughs> right, you can't even buy it there. Right, and this is so much easier. Just pull this out. It takes a minute to connect. You know, it one thing I should add. I'm sl- I'm looking at his machine this morning, the new one, the HD. Yeah. They've even gone as far as put in a trip switch. So yeah. in other words, if you plug it in and some of your appliances back up, you're yeah. not going to damage anything. There's a safety switch built into the machine. There is. Which I think takes a lot of th- thought, you know, like yeah. it's a smart idea. It takes the worry out of it. And it's this simple. You basically, with our new transfer switch, your electrician can install a plug, the inlet, it's called, right outside near your car, wherever that is. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you basically just run an extension cord from your car. So you run a, a short distance. The driveway and exactly. And then everything inside is super easy. So what is the price point of the of the unit? The new HDR regular car generator is six ninety five. It's seven ninety five hundred dollars off. That's right, seven hundred dollars. This is thirteen ninety five. You know what? So double the power, but double the price. I do about. this show in pencil. So my wife went out and bought me a what's this called Mont That's Blanc? That's a pretty fancy Mont pen Blanc there. pencil, and mm-hmm. this pencil is six hundred dollars. Can I borrow your pen to sign no. a contract? <laughs> <laughs> so compare that to that your unit. I mean, yeah. it's it's cheap. Yeah, it really is. And you know the 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 deceiving part about generators, gas generators, is not you walk through Home Hardware or Canadian Tire, you see them in the box, and they look really great. But the problem is three years later, after you've used it once, left it in the shed, not maintained it, don't have gas, it doesn't start. Yeah, because the gas is left in the carburetor and it gets all skunky. You could pull this out 10 years from now, plug it in, it'll start just the same way as it does today. If your car starts, you have power. Well, there's no moving parts in that. No moving parts. A fan, that's all. So. And there's no no fluids inside of it? No fluids, no oils to change, no maintenance schedule. So if your car runs, you've got power. You're, you've got power. Exactly. So with the, with the stock unit, for example, and, and you're running it out at the cottage, um, I mean, for the most part, it's the summertime, so you're yeah. not going to have a furnace running yeah. anyways. You need how to keep many, the fridge cold. How many, right. So how many other things could we run? So a typical fridge is three to 400 watts. Um, mm-hmm. This is 1,000 watts. The, a core unit for 695 right. um, is 1,000 watts. Mm-hmm. So a fridge is three to 400 watts, a couple of lights, Maybe a, an internet router, maybe a TV if you want to watch TV. Oh, so you you're, you're good to go. Of, yeah, it's very, you're the 1,000 watt unit will do it. So oh, perfect. And it works with gas, diesel, hybrid, Cargenerator.com. Yep. That's the website. We're going to be talking to the car lady. And when we come back, uh, this is a lady that actually works with the car industry, works with my brother. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. And uh, so uh, it's interesting because there's more and more women involved in the car industry, and uh, Christine is one of those. 
So we're going to be talking to her when we come back. So you're saying she'll be ready to go when we get back. That's correct. There you go. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll little, be right back. You know, this show's got a little humor. Very much. You guys are <laughs> Hi, this is Dave's Corner Garage with Dave Renninger, Al Gelman, and... John, oh look at Al's got his hands up. Jonathan Schluter Jonathan from Car Generator. Hands Back to you, Dave. up, baby, hands up, <laughs> baby, your hearts. Already, you know, the seventy percent uh, of the buying decisions are now influenced by women. So, in other words, if they're not buying the vehicles, they're telling their husbands or significant others what to buy. I think oh, that God, number is actually true. higher. <laughs> it probably is. Actually, the number something like 68%. Now, more and more women are involved in the car industry, and Christine Mitchell is one of them. Good morning, Christine. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure. We actually had, uh, we broke bread with Christine the other day, and she's uh, a very nice lady. Mm-hmm. Christine, you do something called second delivery. Can you try to talk about what your life is like and what second delivery is? Well, that, um, yeah, we do the second delivery programs. We now refer to them as Know Your Car Night. Second delivery is sort of like an outdated version of that, but the Know Your Car Night has revamped the programs to be more of a technology-type talk because Mm. we found that people didn't really need to know as much about the fluids, belts, and hoses as they did about the gadgets and technology with their vehicle. So know your car night is an opportunity to come back to the place where you purchased your vehicle and to learn more about the vehicle you purchased from the technology to the maintenance to the dealership itself. So a lot of times people, when they take delivery of the vehicle, they're too excited. And so Know Your Car Night is an opportunity to bring them back in an after-sales seminar to learn more about the vehicle they purchased and the products and services of the facility. Do you find that possibly the salesmen don't spend enough time with them on delivery, walking them through the technology and hooking up their phones and, and, and sort of doing that? And this is a way to get around that? Yeah, I don't want to throw the sales guys under the bus. I think they've got a lot to get through. I know when I took delivery of my vehicle, the paperwork alone, it was like I was purchasing a home, Mm. Uh, even if you're a lease customer. By the time you get through the paperwork and get all that straight, then you take the customer to the the vehicle, you pair their phone. You've got time to go through a few things, but let's be honest. Most people, when they take delivery of their vehicle, are so excited that they're either not listening Mm. or they just want to get going because time's a premium for everyone. So know your car night bridges that gap between the delivery process and the uh, service process so that we can try to retain customers back to the dealership. Yeah, they, they were talking about people done, will hardly ever use all the technology that's in the car. Uh, yeah, I'm, we see that often. Is that right? Where they go, oh, I didn't know it does that. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Yeah, or the, particularly we want to make sure that people are keeping their hands off their phone. That's our number one priority. So we want to make sure that we're getting through the voice activation. And a lot of vehicles with the navigation now, when you're in the drive position, the navigation goes black, which means you're not able to change the destination while you're in movement. Right. But you can do that through the voice activation, and that seems to turn the light bulb on for a lot of people. Hmm. How do you find yeah. that women are, are are accepted in the car industry? I mean, it's it, to well, me, I've been in the business almost 50 years, and it's it's a new thing that uh, that's happening now. Yeah, when I started out in the automotive industry in the 80s, I started my career back in the lube lane, um, worked in the pit for a few years while I was in high school and then apprenticed at that store. And I'd love to see more ladies get into the trade, but frankly, they're just not there. We do see a lot of women in the automotive industry as far as in the vendor position, as well as the sales position, administration positions. But I think there's a lot of opportunity for young girls to get into the trade as I did. And I've actually been spending my time speaking to some high schools in my community to try to encourage girls at the high school level to mm-hmm. consider getting in the trade. I think it's a great idea. 
Super. Uh, how do people get in touch with you? People can get in touch with me uh, through my website, www.thecarlady.ca, or you can reach me on my social media. That's at The Car Lady Canada. Yeah, you actually do a little video. We do videos. We do also the women's events. A lot of stores just don't need the retention, but they're looking to draw new people to their lot. Right. We can also do a women at the wheel event where we can have the ladies come in and teach them a few things about the vehicle. Maintenance, uh, road tire rotations, alignments, brake services, these kinds of things. So that now, people are making good decisions. Now, Christine, can men come too? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the fellows are welcome to come yeah, too. Yeah, but we'll be wrong. <laughs> because I, I can promise you that they don't know a whole lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I told my daughter, I said, the stick shift is now the anti-millennial theft device. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll come, but we'll be wrong. You know what it's like. <laughs> What's yeah. The, what? yeah, come on down. What's All that right. extra pedal on the left for? <laughs> yeah, that's to right. rest your foot on. <laughs> Christine, Christine, thank you so much. The car lady. Uh, it's car, thecarlady.com, correct? Carlady.ca. Okay, .ca, where we, and away we go. See, I told you, man, they don't listen. And we're still wrong. <laughs> you proved us right. <laughs> Take Ladies care. Gentlemen, have a super Saturday. Thank and you, you, Christine. Thank you. And we come back, we're going to be talking with Michael Kent. Mike is with a company called Right Hand Drive. And okay, take us out of here. We're gone. <laughs> Dave's Corner Garage. We are back live on Facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage. And you can watch him with his Batman jersey on and also uh, with Jonathan Schlue with his new car generator all in yellow. The HD model. Very cool. Easy to find in your trunk. Right? <laughs> all right, Dave, back to you. All righty. Uh, Mike Kent's on the phone. Mike's with a company called Right Hand Drive. And uh, where they drive Right Hand Drive is Japan, England, of course, and Australia. And uh, now we were telling us also Jamaica. Mike, you import these cars uh, mostly from Japan? Yeah, good morning, Dave. It's, uh, uh, yeah, we bring everything in from Japan, mainly Japan and England. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company's called Right Drive. And uh, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty unique market. We've able uh, we've been able to carve ourselves a small little niche in a very big space, and uh, it's been it's been a heck of a ride so far. That's so for let's sure. walk through this. First off, these are older vehicles because of emissions and stuff like that. So, you, you what twenty year old year old vehicles? Close, close. So they've got to be fifteen years old okay. to come in the, into Canada. Twenty five years old to come into the states. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it's emissions and crash test regulations. So, you know, when we're looking at cars from the seventies, of course, there were, there were very little, uh, in terms of, uh, crash testing. The neat part is, is that when we're importing 1990s year, early, you know, early 2000 units, uh, uh, they actually have a lot of, uh, crash safety features on them. So really the drive to these vehicles have been, uh, you know, for clients to get vehicles that are, are not usually found here. Or it's something nostalgic, and they can get a really nice, rust-free kind of "quote-unquote" California-style example from Japan. What kind of cars are we talking about? Oh my gosh, I'm I'm standing in my showroom now. I'm looking at a Toyota Supra, mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. Nissan Skylines, right. a Bentley Arnage, a couple Jags, so uh, Lamborghinis. So you name it. There's a really, really, really wide gamut. Uh, if you were after, um, you know, a, a neat Subaru Legacy station wagon, they came twin turbo in Japan, so you can get an all-wheel drive Legacy wow. for under 10k. Yeah, and and make it almost 300 horse. Just fantastic. So, so it's not guys with rural postal routes. Is there, these are enthusiasts that are buying sports cars that are rust-free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big part. I mean, that's actually how I, uh, you know, got into the business. I, I was racing uh, 
uh, racing a few Nissans in a few different series. And I tell you, the amount of times I got rust flakes right in the eyes. I hope I never need an MRI, uh, you know, working <laughs> underneath these things and, and swapping out parts right on the track. Uh, the, you know, getting something that's completely rust free uh, is, is just remarkable. The temperature spread in Japan is about half of what it is here. So uh, it, it's like getting something in a time capsule. We've imported cars that are 15, 20 years old with less than a thousand original kilometers on them. Now, Mike, how does somebody go through the process or, you know, because even when you bring a car from the States, for example, to Canada, there, there's a procedure that you have to go through. Do you walk the people through this or do you get it prepared first? Yeah, we're, we're really, uh, we try to treat the car, uh, purchasing process as you would buy, uh, as you would be buying a new car. So, um, we take care of everything. When you order the vehicle, uh, on our website, uh, our team will, uh, uh, put that into our queue list in Japan. You'll be assigned a representative who will work with you to find that exact product. Uh, be sending you units every day that match your criteria. We handle everything, bring the vehicle here, plate it, certify it, make sure that it, uh, meets our, satisfaction guarantee and on the day you're coming to just pick up the plated vehicle and, and drive it home. And and what traditionally is that time? Like just, just in the transfer. So let's say, for example, you know, someone showed me the vehicle and, and I do want it and I say, let's go from that time to landing it here. How long does that take? You know, from start to finish, from the time that you're you're starting the process to the time that you're driving away, anywhere from two to four months is is the average. Uh-huh. Um, you know, sometimes uh, clients are very specific. We've imported some really remarkable cars throughout the years, like really remarkable. So, uh, and of course, those those cars take longer to find. Um, but uh, but yeah, two to four months is so. We order a car, you find it, and then you let me know what it's all about, and then uh, three more months later, it arrives. Yeah, you know, the digital world makes it uh, makes it pretty fantastic. It's more than that. Our team is sending you available units that, uh, you know, we can actually go and physically inspect ah. you video of the car while you're looking at it, um, you know, video of it running. Uh, it, it, everything happens in real time. Uh, so it's pretty exciting. You know, uh, Japan is 12 hours, 13 hours ahead. So, uh, you know, in the nighttime, in the evening time, you would be working with our reps who are, who are sending you live video of, of you know, your favorite car. And it. it, it's a pretty... It's a pretty fun process. All right, Mike, we got to run. Thanks for calling in. It's rightdrive.ca. Is that the website? You got it. All right. You can Great, get yourself Mike. a right-hand drive card. It's not even available never here in heard, Canada. You know, I never heard of it, and I'm glad we, we, we touched base. We actually met on LinkedIn. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yes, we did. There yeah. you go. Digital space. Digital space. Us. That's the new world. All right. Got to run. Have yourself a great weekend. Thanks, boys. Take care. All right. Easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. Some interesting terminologies with Car Generator. Back to you, Dave. Yeah, we got some a new word to talk about, and that's called boon docking. Boon docking, baby. Boon docking. It's not like the moon rocking. But before we do that, uh, Jonathan has a uh, job offer. A quick shout out: if there are any out in our listeners, anyone that's a retired or otherwise automotive electrical engineer. I have a little gig that uh, special project that I've been looking for someone to help me with mm-hmm. and to part, be part of our team. So if you could reach out to me through our website, www.cargenerator.com, and let me know. I'm looking for automotive electrical engineer. That, and uh, and I help. should tell you, Jonathan's easy to work with. He's a nice guy, and he doesn't yell. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> unlike, unlike, just kidding. <laughs> All right, the rage these days is for people to get off the grid, right? They don't want to be connected to that electrical service and pay the So that's utilities. what boondocking is all about? Well, we're going to ask John. John, what is boondocking? So boondocking is something that pretty much most of the RV and camping folks have heard of that term. Boondocking is camping in a trailer without hookups. Mm-hmm. So 
basically it's a way of camping without needing to be plugged in and it just gives you the freedom to camp anywhere i have this vision of bears in the woods (laughs) (laughs) now anywhere is pretty (laughs) anywhere is pretty broad we've actually camped we've camped we boondocked in Mm -hmm. a walmart parking lot we boondocked in cracker barrel we boondocked uh, out in the wilds on free land we've boondocked all over the place so this actually, what our product is perfect for people who like to boondock sometimes because you don't need a generator. Your car is the generator. You don't need to pay a lot, a lot for fees. Camp can, fees, right? Right. You can camp. So are there places amazing... that you can go there that's free land? That... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's wow. provincial, there's crown land, there's a lot of places and even urban. Like a lot of times we've actually gone and we've camped and there's an event that's held in downtown Collingwood. There's places in the States that hold it where you can actually camp overnight. Um, without hookups. And so it's called boondocking. So we are holding something called the most ridiculous boondocking contest. It's mm-hmm. sorry, the car generator ridiculous power contest is what it's called. And we want people to send in uh, pictures or places that are the most ridiculous places that they boondock. That could be downtown New York. It could be, um, it could be in a forest land. Police it could station. Be, could be a police station. It could be anywhere. We want to run a contest. We're running a contest with the most ridiculous place that you've boondocked. And on top of that, we want to see the most ridiculous things that you've done with power. Make cappuccinos, run your hair curler, run an instant pot. Um, what are the kinds of interesting things? So we want to see the most ridiculous things you've done with power and that you would use a generator or a car generator for. Right. It's not a case of people wanting to camp without electricity. No, that's not old at school. All. If you're going to do that, just live under a bridge. But um, <laughs> They but just cleared really, those out, by the way. Oh, right. They cleared those out. I, oh, yeah. I see you guys walking right by now, actually. <laughs> the, the point is, where can you boondock fully comfortable with power? And that's our point, is where you can you can camp without power. So... To join the contest, go onto our website, www.cargenerator.com, scroll to the bottom, and enter your email address. If you do that this week, we're going to send out instructions for how you enter the contest, how you post your pictures. So go to cargenerator.com, scroll to the bottom of the main page, and put your email address in there. And we will send out instructions this week on how to join that contest. Now, the winner of this contest, they get a car generator dry, which is a $400 value. Um, so they get a car generator dry just for whoever uh, is the winner of this contest. I think Al has probably some boondocking experiences, maybe in Jackson's Point. No, no, no. Bill actually, Ewing? come on, come on, be honest. <laughs> well, they didn't have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, no, they always had plumbing. Yeah. Always had plumbing, indoor plumbing, yeah. So I don't know if bears, Canadian I don't stuff. know where bears do it. <laughs> <laughs> They've confirmed that one or not. All right, but the other point is that if you are an automotive engineer, uh, or an automotive mechanic expert in electrical work, contact Jonathan at his website, and um, there's a job there waiting for you. Yep. Thank you very much. Exciting yeah. program. You know, that's interesting, because you're you're at the beginning of a really lot of different products that are coming out. Yeah, there's a lot of products, and we're actually in a lot of places now. We're on Amazon, where Airstream carries us. Yes. There's HVAC companies. There's a lot of new things we're in the talks with major retailers right now, which is super exciting. So it's really, it's been since Dragon's Den, it's just exploded in a good way. It's amazing. We've got so much business. Well, it's so it's unique, you know, like nobody's ever thought of it. And, and your yet, car is a generator. Yeah, nobody's ever thought of that. 
And and yet it's it's it and works. it's good for millennials because they don't know that you have to service your car to begin with, <laughs> let alone you mean I got to take care of this thing that I just bought and and it won't start the I next time. I had a lady come in; she ran out of oil after three years, and her answer was, "I thought all cars came out of with oil." <laughs> <laughs> all right, I want to thank Jonathan Schlue from uh, Car Generator for joining us today. Thanks, John. Thank you. Alrighty, and uh, we want to thank the car lady, uh, Christine Mitchell, Mike Kent from. Uh, Right, Drive, and, of course, Terry Lopson from the CPP Auctions. Exactly. If you're thinking about getting an old car and antique, by all means, the 12th, 13th, and 14th of this month. Right. Keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.